sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars. As if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. podcast. This is the Topanga Moon podcast. So happy that you are joining me for another episode and this is just such a beautiful space. So thank you for joining this community, being a part of this moon loving community. I'm so excited for you to be here and anyone that's new, welcome. Welcome to this space. We are all about the high vibes, beautiful, inspirational content focused on spirituality, um, our love of the planet, uh, the cosmos, the desert, the moon, moon guides, ritual guides, all of the beautiful high vibe things. So welcome. You are so welcome here. Um, Today's episode is going to be really beautiful. I'm going to get into the power of words and affirmations. Funny thing to know is that I am recording this episode for the second time because when I listened back to the first recording of it, I realized that I was using the word like so much in the conversation and I thought, I don't want to put out a conversation in an episode where I'm not actually using the power of my words when I'm speaking on a topic of power of your intentional words and affirmations. So I thought I'm going to challenge myself to re-record this episode and really take the principles that I've been researching and learning to heart in a very practical way. So I'm going to be more intentional with the way that I speak and what I offer here and all the information that I'm going to be giving to this episode. So I'm happy that you're here and joining along on this journey. Before I get into today's topic of beautiful, powerful words and affirmations, I do want to tell you about a new offering that I have for Tipang and Moon. We are now on Patreon. Patreon is such a beautiful, inspiring space for creatives and people who want to support the creative endeavors and It's such an incredible opportunity to put the power in the creative's hands. So I love this as a way to foster creativity and art um, by the support of people who are, you know, joining in and um, listening to the content and uh, and a, a fan of the work. I think it's such a beautiful way to expand the community and create community in the way that I really see this moving forward in our future, Um, that symbiotic relationship between the creative that is putting out the content and the people who are consuming the content and that beautiful relationship and community that can be fostered in that 
amazing dynamic. So Patreon was the one that really called to me. So I created a Topanga Moon, Desert Loving Moon, loving community on Patreon with different levels that you can join in and you'll be able to access some incredible content that is not going to be anywhere else. So that could be receiving the podcast episodes before anybody else, uh, really beautiful uh, blog posts, journal entries that are only going to be on the Patreon page, also uh, private meta, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? Private meditations specific for Patreon. So these are meditations that I make just for the community and so many other offerings that you can find on the Patreon page. I knew I wanted to expand the community in this online platform in a way for all of us to connect in this way. And for me, that is the Patreon page. So all the information on Patreon is going to be in the show notes and on the blog and on the website. And it's really an incredible way that I can continue making this podcast. And I put so much hours and time into it and I love doing it so much. So this gives me the opportunity to do more and reach out to more guests and have more podcast episodes and continue to foster this creative space that I love so much. So anyone that is thinking of joining this Patreon, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. It means everything to me to know that you are supporting this uh, space, this brand, this community, and all the beautiful visions I have going forward for this, for the Topanga Moon world. And I'm just so thankful for that. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So now on to today's episode of the Topanga Moon podcast, all about the power of our words and affirmations. Now, this began, or I mean, people believe that it began with a man named Emil Koo, and he was a psychologist and pharmacist. And he would treat patients with optimistic auto-suggestion. That is what he called it. And that turned into what we now know as affirmations. So what is optimistic auto-suggestion? Well, what he would, he started to study hypnosis under his own teacher. And he found that even during hypnosis, and the power and transformational aspects of hypnosis, you had to be in kind of the sleep state. And he wondered if there was a way that we can do the same kind of imprinting on our subconscious in a more wakeful state. And when he was working as a pharmacist, he saw that uh, the patients fared better with the medications that he prescribed when he spoke in praise of them. And this kind of goes along with the idea of the placebo effect and all of those accounts of when we suggest, so this is the auto-suggestion part of it, that something is going to really work for us, then we imprint that idea in our mind. So he saw that firsthand and decided to dive into this world of optimistic auto-suggestion, helping patients and giving them different affirmations that were going to benefit their health, their wealth, their life in various different ways. Um, he actually started this by 
the hypnosis course that he purchased mail ordered from New York. And I think that's so funny that he ordered this course kind of, I guess, like we're doing now with all the online courses uh, from New York and just had it sent over to him. So that was really funny to read. So in terms of this space of auto-suggestion, he argued that many of us suffer from poor self-image, limiting beliefs, low self-worth. This becomes unconsciously reinforced because your willpower or drive to achieve is overcome by your imagination, by which he meant one's habitual self-perceptions. In 1922, he wrote, when the will and the imagination are opposed to each other, it is always the imagination that wins. I think that's such an important piece to look at in terms of a will and your imagination through his studies he realized that imagination always wins and we have seen this in positive psychology for so long um the idea of even the when somebody broke the four minute mile all of a sudden there were so many people breaking the four minute mile it was like that was an auto suggestion seeing that somebody could could actually create it and then imagining that you too could create those same results allowed your will then to create that into form. So by way of example, he asked people to think of walking across a wooden plank laid on the floor. Obviously, this is an easy task. You can walk across a plank on the floor. But if the same plank is elevated high off the ground, the task becomes fraught with fear, even though the physical demand remains the same. This, Ku asserted, is what we are constantly doing on a mental level when we imagine ourselves as worthless or weak. So it all stems from this imagination. And what he found is that you can implement affirmations that's going to target your subconscious and shift your beliefs so that you can imagine yourself creating positive results. So it's like a positive reinforcement. I love this fact. So uh, John Lennon even uh, used his famous affirmation. So Ku's famous affirmation is every day and every way I'm getting better and better. So John Lennon recited this in his 1980s song, Beautiful Boy. Before you go to sleep, say a little prayer every day in every way. It's getting better and better. I mean, that's so beautiful. Like we always remember songs. We can have them stuck in our heads to have a beautiful affirmation in terms of a song. And that's why creating affirmations that you're really going to remember that means something to you is always going to fare better than just any kind of affirmation that you find. Now, this is good to note that affirmations work with in conjunction with all the other work that you're doing. So the true place of manifestation comes from believing in your own self-worth, having worthiness for yourself, having love for yourself. That is the center point of magnetizing and manifestation. So affirmations work in conjunction with. So it's not to say that 
it's the only thing that's going to propel you forward and, you know, bring you to those higher vibrational states, but it's going to help you in the process. For me, it's kind of like the breadcrumbs along the way or the exercise repetitions that you do in the gym before the big game, right? It's something that is continuously leading your day to help anchor you in the positive vibration. And if we believe that thoughts are real energies and real things and real forces, then the repetitive nature of beautiful positive affirmations does have a biological effect on our body and what we bring into the world. So it really doesn't hurt to do <laughs> to do the after affirmations. So uh, he also noted that um, you need to believe in these affirmations for them to really have an important impact on you. And he found that saying the affirmations right before you went to sleep was the best time. So in those terms, I always like to see it as if you can believe this affirmation to be true for you and anchor them into the present day, that's when they really work the best for you. So examples for me would be, I am ready, and I always like to use I am, I am ready for my divine partner. This anchors it in the present, and it's all based on my own, coming from my own inner space. So this is a sentence that is true, and it is something that I can believe, and then also brings in the results for me. So I love using those kinds of affirmations where we ground them in, and center them into the present. We use I am. I am is such a powerful, beautiful statement. It's connected to the divine. It's connected to God. It's been uh, written about in so many, you know, beautiful historical texts associated with the universe and with the divine. And using I am is a really powerful way to really cultivate that strong connection and that belief to what you're bringing into your world. Um, another person that was really big in this space of affirmations was Frances Scovel Shin. She has some really fun <laughs> books on YouTube if you're interested. Uh, her famous book was The Game of Life and How to Play It. Like she was from around, I mean, this came out around the 1930s. So this was still a like a, a novel concept and she would have people coming to her from all over uh, for her guidance and for her affirmations and for her work and she strongly believed in it and she always associated it with the divine and the universe and God. Um, yeah, she her texts are really interesting and I think that they give a great example and they have ama like amazing examples and affirmations that you can use. Um but once again, coupled with the work of all the self-worth uh, and reprogramming, there's so much more associated with it in terms of transformation. And, and we'll get into some of the other thought leaders that use these principles but elevated them to another level. She was famous for saying, uh, gratitude is the law of increase and complaint is the law of decrease. And she really believed in the power of affirmations. All of her work is uh, is rooted in that. And that's what she would kind of prescribe people. She would prescribe people affirmations, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. And another person that was really influential in this movement was Louise Hay. She was huge for my awakening. 
So when I was studying um, this self-help movement and all the spiritual practices, it was Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life, that changed everything for me. It gave me a view into the power of our words and thoughts and feelings and how we can be conscious creators and really choose the words that are powerful to us and help us to transform uh, aspects of our lives and really ground us into the present moment. She uh, really connected the work of affirmations um, and even went as far as saying it was connected to our physical ailment. So certain negative thinking patterns actually were associated with different ailments that we would have. And she came out with a whole list of affirmations for those specific illnesses that you may have. Um, She really taught self-love, which is something that I love and think that she knew the basis of it all, the the center point that I was saying of self-worth. She was instrumental in the AIDS movement and really helped that that whole community find love for themselves. She does this technique. um, It's a mirror technique and you just go to the mirror and say, I love you. I love you. It's going to feel odd at first, but then after a while, you're going to start to actually really believe it. And she believes in the power of self-love and self-worth so, so strongly. And then she supplements that throughout her day with her positive affirmations um, and is very specific to the kinds of words that she says. So these are some words that I try to avoid in my conversations and I've been more um, considerate about it and really conscious of these words not being in my vocabulary. And I want you to hear how they actually sound. Should. Should. Does that sound kind of like lower energy or does that sound higher? Should is such a interesting thing. Um, Should to me is associated with feelings of like shame or guilt. I was like, oh, I should have done that better, or I should be more like this person. It is a dangerous word to bring into your vocabulary and also speak out to other people because it is a lower vibration and immediately ties you to the feelings of low self-worth. Another word is can't. Can't. That also feels kind of lower if you're really listening to it. Um, I mean, this is an affirmation that people say all the time. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. This I found myself using all the time and I've been trying to switch out of my vocabulary. Now I say things to myself like, I choose to use my finances in a different way. Now, this brings me so much more power because it is my choice and it is diverting. It's it's not saying I'm not using or I cannot afford something. It's saying I choose to use my abundance in a different way. And that can be so empowering because maybe you're you know, diverting or you're choosing your abundance to work for you in a different way. And I think that's so cool. And you can create whatever feels right for you and feels good for you. 
Another word is don't. Don't also feels really low. I don't know how. Wow, that is a statement, an affirmation that can really trip you up as a creative, as somebody who is working towards a goal, whatever it may be. I don't know how. There is always a way for us to figure out how to do something. Um, But saying, I don't, it's like stopping something dead in its tracks. Don't. Like, don't do that. Don't. So I try not to use that one. And need. Need is a tricky one because I find myself saying sentences with the word need. Like, the earth needs our help right now. Like, that to me sounds like a true sentence. But need also kind of has that lower sounding vibration and we don't need to do anything so once again I I like to say where it's like I choose um in terms of the world so it would be like the world needs more love the world's I sometimes say requires or the world's would be healthier with more love or the world creates more love. Something that feels lighter and more attainable and just like sounds differently. And that just like shifts the the energetic vibrations when you're using certain affirmations. So um Let's continue on to one of my favorite. I've loved his work for so long. He is such a beautiful soul, and I listen to his YouTube lectures all the time. His name is Wayne Dyer, and he really practiced, studied, and taught the Tao Te Ching with some incredible words of wisdom, and he was very conscious of the way that he spoke the words that he used the power of his vibrational words even in his lecture series he spent a whole year I mean he kind of quit everything quit his whole life when he was 65 sold all of his belongings and then moved to Maui and started to live this Taoist life he took the Tao Te Ching and spent an entire year studying and learning each verse and taking his time and really lived the principles of the Tao and is very considerate about the all of the energetic expressions that he puts out. And it just creates this force and magnetism to him without him even trying because he's just being. He's being this beautiful vessel for this information. Now, he really teaches about the space that has no name. The Tao does nothing and leaves nothing undone. That's one of my most favorite concepts. And I think it's so true to this time where we're feeling the pressures of having to create and to do all these things and to use our time wisely because we have this time and there's so much pressure 
but really we are in this divine feminine space. We are in the four year, the heart chakra year, the year of love and divine feminine. We are being required, I'm not going to say need, (laughs) required to slow down, to flow with this divine feminine energy and to practice being, being instead of doing. And in the teachings of the Tao, it really is about the doing nothing and leaving nothing undone. And if you want to listen to this concept a little bit more, I go into this in the Lessons from the Camper Van episode that was created um, right after New Year's on my camper van trip. And we really practice this principle without even knowing it of kind of doing nothing and leaving nothing undone by not striving, by not forcing, by not planning our grid and our world filled in for us in the most beautiful way. And we were open to the miracles and manifestations that pre- presented itself to us on this incredible road trip. And you can hear the stories about that on that episode. And it really speaks of this principle in a very tangible, real way that we experienced. And I had to remind myself the other night because I was really upset. I felt like I wasn't contributing enough. I wasn't creating enough. I wasn't enough was really the bottom line of that whole, the, the negative feelings I was, I was, I was experiencing. And then listening to Wayne Dyer again and, and knowing that we're in this moment of great awakening and change, divine feminine, I really understood that it is so important to be, to not have to do, and to learn worthiness by just being instead of doing. And we are all worthy just as we are. And I believe that all these things were coming up for me because it's my moment of transformation. It's me to practice these principles in a real way. Instead of just researching them and talking about them and sharing them, I am using them. I am being them. So Wayne goes on to say that um, change the thought from notice me to living in obscurity. And I love this idea. We are so in a culture of notice me, notice me. Look at me, look at me. And he challenges us to live in obscurity, live a humble life. When the sea stays low and stays in that place, all the rivers and water can flow into it, allowing everything to come to you, letting what we know is coming come to us. I mean, that's such a beautiful analogy even to this idea of being and um, using our words in a powerful way and using our affirmations and being like the sea, being low, coming from a heart-centered place and then the, the river and the flows of change will all come in and fill in our grid and we have the awareness and the power to notice them because we are being low. So I think that's so beautiful to take note. And he also says the gentle outlasts the strong. How can we practice that gentle space right now, especially in this divine feminine that's calling us to be more gentle? And that is the everlasting. That is going to continue on. That brings 
real faith and, and real trust in this moment. Um, another verse from the Tao is storms always end. Everything comes at the perfect time. The Tao really, to me, seems like choosing the verses and the words and the formation of the words in a very particular way for the most impact. Storms always end, just like our time right now. Storms always end and everything comes at the perfect time. You change your thought, you change your life. An incredible affirmation for this in this time right now um, is everything works out best case scenario by activation vibration. And I love it because it can, once again, it's like that power of it being in the now. It can apply to everybody. It's a true statement. You do believe it. Everything works out best case scenario. I think that's why it's like supercharged and really powerful is because it is true for all of us and we can use it at any time to shift our perspectives couple other affirmations that I'm using right now that I'll share with you is money flows easily and freely to me. I am happy, healthy, and free. Every day in every way, I am richer and richer. I have glowing, radiant skin. I am infinite love and I am love and I attract love. So Going on to my favorite spiritual teacher right now that also talks about words and affirmations, and they all kind of talk about it in different ways, but it all comes down to the the same place. And the basic belief is that if you change your thoughts and you change from the inside, your outside world will change. And what do we have on the inside that we can change? Well, we can change our thoughts. We can change our feelings. We can change our emotions. We can change the perspective of how we see and view the world. Dr. Joe Dispenza, becoming supernatural, meaning not allowing your surroundings to affect your future and what you're feeling at the moment. That is the big trick. That is the thing that can really cultivate a beautiful, happy life for you. If you can fall in love with your future by creating, visualizing, coming from that heart-centered space. Did you know that 90% of your thoughts are the same as the day before? And if your thoughts affect your feelings and your feelings then turn into matter, you're basically creating the same reality for yourself as the day before. Now, in order to create a new reality for yourself, you have to create a new personality, a new personal reality. And he does this by helping you really fall in love with your future. If you can fall in love with your future, then you don't want to have the same thoughts as your past. You don't want to have that same personality as your past. You become a new person. You create a new personal reality. And he really believes in this is something that, um, once again, goes along with that four-year, four this beautiful heart-centered year. When you place your attention on your heart, which is your which is your open heart center. That is the fountain of youth. Um, there's a thymus gland there. 
and that kind of slows down through age and kind of attributes to our aging process. But when we concentrate on a heart-centered, heart-radiating space, then we are activating the thymus gland. We are making thymusin and T cells, and those cells make proteins and antibodies. And then this blocks things like viruses coming in. Um, It changes the proteins and changes our cells and um, starts to activate this radiation. Then we are radiating from this heart space. What's happening is we are creating wholeness. So that is something that a lot of people um, talk about in all of his testimonials and the work that he does. And I just love his work because it's all backed by science. He's done this for years. He has countless testimonials from people. His work is based on meditation and based on all the tools you have already within yourself. And for me, it's the thing that really gets to me. Like this is the thing that for my personality works the best, (laughs) which is funny to say. Um, But what he noticed is that every time people reach that limit and then they went one more time again into their meditation, they were going to give up. And they reached that point, they made that shift, they opened up their heart center, they allowed divine intelligence to come in, flow in, just like the Tao says, and fill in the whole grid. All of a sudden, they experience oneness. You're in that state of oneness, then you don't need anything to make you feel whole. And like that is the basis of manifestation, where we get to a point where we're, we feel so good, we're so connected to love, the divine oneness, that we realize that our outside world does not create this experience. It's the experience inside that creates the outside world. Now we radiate out through our aura and become a magnet to all of the things that we've been cultivating and wanting. So now all of a sudden, all these people, they don't have the disease anymore. Like they, they're miraculous things are happening to them because now they've created a completely new personality and a new personal reality. And they're a different person and their new body and their new person cannot contain the old illness. So I think it's just so beautiful that, um, being in this heart chakra year, knowing that it all comes to the heart and how can we cultivate and express and expand this heart-centered way of living? It's by feeding our soul powerful, beautiful words, maintaining that vibration and that falling in love with your future throughout your day. And it's anchoring by using these affirmations and using these powerful words throughout your day to remind your subconscious of this oneness and heart-centered way of being. So that is everything for today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed and I hope this inspired you to really be conscious of the words that you're speaking to yourself right now. There is so much fear in the world and we do need to be aware and we do need to be conscious of our actions because we are all connected and we are all part of this beautiful tapestry of this world. But if we can bring some more beautiful, loving words to other people, especially to ourselves, that's going to radiate out and we are going to become 
those loving beings that expresses and they are love, they are being love. And just by being love and this beautiful higher vibration, you are affecting people all around you without even knowing it. So I encourage you to create your own affirmations and uh, remind yourself and really think about the thoughts that you're thinking on a daily basis and how that can contribute to your beautiful future reality and can shift the fears that are going on right now in the world. Sending out beautiful moon blessings to you all. Remember to check out my Patreon, join the Topanga Moon community, uh, rate and review the podcast if you loved it. It really, really, really helps me out on iTunes and share this episode with anyone that you believe and you think that can benefit from the teachings today. If you have any suggestions for future podcast episodes, or just want to chat with me, send me an email at anaana at topangamoon.com. And I will catch y'all next week on another episode of Topanga Moon. Beautiful moon blessings to you all.